Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 162 of Korea Podcast. Our today's guest is Miss Hilary Purnamasari. She's an Indonesian concept artist and illustrator based in Petaling Jaya, Malaysia. Now, with that introduction out of the way, as usual, let me quickly go to the usual shout out that I do. If you go into the captions, you can in the for contact section, you can see the link to her Instagram ID and also her art, the link to her art station, Twitter, and her personal website, you know, for portfolio. So you can check, check those stuff out if you're interested. And with that being said, uh, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. Like, is the weather right now getting really hot in Malaysia? Yeah, it's, like, it's, how, how are you <laughs> just coping with the weather, with the moisture? I like, can't. Honestly? I have to keep turning on my AC because I'm using laptop as well. And oh, yeah. I yeah, I have to turn on the AC for my machine's sake, you know? Also oh, yeah. for my personal sake. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, How's uh, the weather there in Turkey? Um, It's horrible. Yeah, I mean, mm. that's the best way I could describe. Like, no, not horrible, honestly. It's just really warm. And once you're used to, like, breeze, like, cold breeze of the spring weather, that nicest, and it's turning into the hellish summer. Uh, Actually, yeah. a couple of days ago, Istanbul, the city I'm in, had the record-breaking highest temperature in 95 years. Oh, wow. Yes, Global warming exactly. is real. <laughs> Yes, I mean, it, I can kind of bear it because I have my AC on. And by the way, I'm sorry to anyone who's listening to the podcast and they can hear some sort of buzzing in the background. That's my AC. Like, I can't turn it off or else I'm going to just... Drench in your own sweat. Suffer, <laughs> yes, suffering. <laughs> agony, basically. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's about it. It's yeah, I understand. I mean, coming, living in a hot and humid country my whole life, I definitely understand your struggle. Yeah. I wish yeah. we get spring, though, and like other cooler temperature weather but sadly no <laughs> yeah and all right let's jump into the first like you know uh topic that i usually jump into with all the guests which is kind of like a child i always get really interesting like answers from which is give us a little introduction on how we got into the world of visual arts and design and art and everything like basically what was the moment that made you realize oh i want to become an artist for life you know oh my God. okay i remember this <laughs> i was in a hotel room and i was watching lord of the rings actually i was like oh my god that's like so cool seeing all of the creatures all of the costume designs and i was like so young i don't remember my age but um and then after back then was there internet hmm, i don't remember i i got to be honest i got to digital art kind of late-ish when all of my friends already got their tablet their laptop um i guess i was not fortunate enough to get those so i already I only got into digital painting when I was in college and I was so worried I couldn't catch up with my peers because they were so advanced. I was like, oh my God, they're all so good. And here's just, I was just starting out, but I loved it. So I grind. Anyway, yeah, Lord of the Ring. Then I dig into it and I saw all of the sketches. Then I was like, okay, I one day I want to be one of those people who produce all of this. Like it's back then because I was so young. So I guess my vision was just narrow, uh, just like all film and movies, right? Um, there was not, I was not exposed to games as much back then, but I knew the creative industry, it's something that I really wanted to go uh, forward with. And I was just, I just, I was just into art since I was young. I like to draw on the walls actually. And my mom would uh, scold me <laughs> when my dad was like, ah, it's okay. Let her be, let her be. It's easily removed. And he tried to remove it, but it also removed the paint. And mom was like, you see what she did? <laughs> oh Yeah. It's all of that, but thanks that for letting me do all of that. Leads me to the correct path, I guess. And yeah, I just painted a lot. And even in school, um, I would make, I would like paint 
on my notebooks, on my table, and the teachers would usually just let me because as long as I perform well, they would just let me do whatever fundraiser I do on the my table. And it was just fun. I just knew I wanted to do this, right? But um, the industry back home for games back then wasn't so big. So I was glad that one day there was this um, basically a lot of university exhibition that the representative of some universities, they came to my school. So I was exposed to more things. I said, like, oh, okay, I could really, I could really do something and make money out of it. And it's not only games and it's not only movies or animations, but there are other things around it. But so I was like, okay, I want to try, even though um, I wasn't familiar with it. And the people around me, they didn't know much about it, right? Um, back home, when you tell people that you're an illustrator or a designer or an artist, they would think that you were doing logos, and graphic designs, caricature, portraits, or you're going to be those like fine art artists, basically. They, when, when you say that you're working in this industry, right? So when I uh, told some of my friends, even last time my parents, they were not sure what I was going to do, but my parents just had faith in me, I guess. Oh yeah, we let you do whatever. Um, we, we, we trust you. So I did. And I was like, ah, okay, this is for me. And I like it. So I guess that's how I got into it. Sorry if it's long-winded. Yeah. So since I was young, I, I knew I wanted to do something with art. Um, and my my first love, I guess, was Lord of the Ring. <laughs> yeah. And at the time, you know, I think, were there any video games that kind of inspired you as a kid as well, like while you were growing hmm. up? What are your favorite yeah. video games, by the way? I played um, PlayStation 1, right? I played Harvest Moon. <laughs> it's so old school. <clears throat> PlayStation Harvest Moon. And then I played um, I played a lot of Ragnarok growing up. Um, I played I played Dota a little bit, but I, I was into Ragnarok more. I, I, I don't know if you know this Japanese game called Bishibashi from no, PS1. No. It's a lot of mini games. Uh, it's very wacky, very crazy. I love it. Crazy visuals, creative games. Other games, um, Fatal Frame. I love Fatal Frame. Mario, like you know, the old school stuff. Besides Ragnarok, what else? There was another game that was famous in Indonesia last time. It's called Master of Fantasy. It's a bit the same like Ragnarok as well. So all of this, and I saw the costumes. I saw the world building. I said, like, oh, it's 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 really beautiful. Um, but back then, it didn't really come to my mind that I could be designing all of this for a living. Um, Again, it was not the industry was not big. But then got to think about it, I was like, behind all of this, there must be people who produce this, right? So how to get to that was just something that didn't uh, didn't come to my mind yet until I was in senior high school that it was the time to further my study. So I did more research about it. I almost took uh, graphic design because there was not a lot of this industry was not big back home and the the only creative stuff that I know is either fine art or graphic design. So I was like, okay, maybe graphic design was the way to go. Yeah. Thank goodness I did something that's more specific, which is this. And yeah, my college was in Malaysia. Yeah. And your, um, what did you say you majored in in college? Um, it's, what is it again? It's like illustration for movie and games or something yeah it's oh, quite specific for entertainment yeah. industry, something like that yes yeah yeah yeah. it has something to do with entertainment industry Interesting. I, I think i'm i think i'm probably one of the fortunate ones because i know a lot of my uh college mates back then after they graduated they realized it was not for them 
I don't know, maybe it's the grind or uh, you, some, some people, okay, here's the thing, right? Some people just love the product, but maybe they don't like making them. And I guess some people do not know how to differentiate that until they actually experience the real thing, you know? Because like you can, you can like, maybe you like food, right? We like eating, but you don't necessarily like cooking or like making it. So no, I, I actually, guess I like just... cooking. I'm sorry, but I kind of enjoy cooking. Me too. Okay, I love cooking. But I mean, some people, right? I don't. I know some of my friends, they don't like cooking, right? Because maybe all of the things that have to come with it, the cleaning, or it's just taking too long. I don't know. Um, I like it. To me, it's therapeutic. But I guess it's the same with art. People can appreciate art, but not necessarily they enjoy making it, I guess. Because, um, of course, not all flowers and rainbows. A lot of grinds have to come with it. The competition, the study everything right probably the i don't know mental breakdown sometimes that you get when you think you're not good enough or like you know all of that struggle yeah and it's not for them and it's okay right but i'm just i think i'm fortunate enough that i find out okay this is for me i'm 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 at the right place i think that's kind of nice and here's the thing while we're speaking about the games that you kind of played like of course i don't know horace moon or the other stuff on playstation one but i know one specific game that you mentioned dota and i know it's super popular in indonesia and malaysia basically (laughs) southeast asia and here's the thing here's a fascinating subject that i kind of want to mention i also want your opinion on it and let me know if if it's actually true or i'm just you know saying false information Basically, in online games, certain nationalities have certain reputations. Okay, yeah. For some characteristics. Like, for example, uh, in my experience, Indians are usually super friendly, like ridiculously friendly. I've seen, like, so few toxic Indians. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, they're usually super nice. Uh Like, with Russians, they're not necessarily... Sometimes you have a lot of toxic people online. but No, no, they're usually loners. Like, mm. in team-based games, they just go their way and just don't listen to the other people. And sometimes you hear it aloud, um, yeah, for the sake of the podcast, I can say servers, but yeah, you know, uh, yeah, they tend to curse a lot. And with, of course, as we, as with everything with Dota, one of the most popular servers is C-Server. I think you know, you're right? C-Server. <laughs> and it's super famous for, like, you know, being, like, super toxic like is it true like like would you have any like experiences like that i think different like servers um no not really i'm not not trying to insinuate that indonesian or southeast asian people are toxic i'm not saying that of course like jesus i need to yeah yeah but yeah Um, in terms of i think i because back then the two games that i was really into was ragnarok and dota and i spent more time in ragnarok to be honest yeah uh with dota no i don't I didn't really get that. It's just that I think, um, hmm, not that you mention it. I don't think so. No. No, or it depends with the people that you play with, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really dare to say anything much, but yeah, I, I was, no, I was really no, young. It's, it's, I'm yeah, not, yeah. yeah, I'm not sponsored <laughs> by anything. You can say anything you want, by the way. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, definitely not. Definitely not. And maybe, of course... I mean, but it's like online games, right? When you play with like multiple players, uh, sometimes you get unexpected things for sure. Mm, it was just a lot of competitiveness, I guess. It's just that. And to be honest, when I was that age, I didn't really think about all of this, you know? <laughs> I was just like, uh, after like school, I was just looking forward to play games, to see the art again, to see all of this. It's like, ah, oh, this, is, this is fun. Damn, I, just, I don't know how 
I used to grind a lot for those games. And now thinking about it, I don't have the energy any, anymore. Yeah. Same. You, same. Yeah. Okay. What do you do? You play a lot of games recently. What have you been doing for entertainment wise? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet and say like in the past like a year or so I'm been like you know sometimes you kind of feel that you have a sudden change of personality in some aspect you know while yeah. you're growing up and yeah, i've been having quite a lot of those and here's the thing i'm not the same rum team that used to grind out games anymore yeah. like okay. uh, I, I don't have the patience for that like i like screw eldering i mean i'm just gonna watch a youtuber play it you know <laughs> that's that's over for me you know oh my god yes <laughs> but here's the thing is some games are so fun that I'm glad to grind them. It's just fun, like Minecraft, like Terraria, like uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Have you played Valheim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, with, yeah. With Valheim. Multiplayer with friends? Yes. How many? How Building many people? On... Oh, four. Just four or five of us. Yes. Let's go. I have three more people. Let's make it seven yeah. person server. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, Hell yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really fun. And Dude. I think. I, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. Got excited. Yeah. We both got excited. <laughs> 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 All right. Listen. Um, I, I also like I've been ha- I had a really bad depression when it comes to like you know enjoying things for a while and one of the games that really helped was Slime Rancher I love the Slime Rancher I played it like a couple of months ago please go play it I'm not sponsored by the developers but they've done such a beautiful beautiful job of making such a chill and fun and enjoyable it's just like anti-depression in terms of video games you consume yeah. it that way it's so both cute and both gnarly and just pretty colors and everything just go buy it right now alright I'm not sponsored Slime Rancher, and the, I guess the Slime Rancher... I guess I'm I guess I'm sorry to cut you off because you say it's like it's really fun and bright. I can really relate to that because I guess a lot of games recently people have been trying to make it so realistic. It's cool, right? I'm not saying it's not mm. cool, but there's a lot of grinds, so realistic, all triple A, like all of this cool shit. But sometimes it's also nice to go back to like simpler things, you know. So when you see the simpler things, oh, you feel uh, everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and um. Oh, let me tell you one of the most recent games I've been playing a lot, actually. I've kind of been addicted. Phasmophobia. Have you played oh, that? Oh, okay. I'm not into horror games. I'm no, a no, chicken. Listen, listen. No, 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 listen. I know, I know. Listen, listen. Of course, I never play it alone. I always have a squad ready. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, in, I, yeah. I don't... I'm not that manly. I My testosterone is not <laughs> high, that high to go into a house in a haunted house alone. Just, just be real with you. And here's the thing, the first, like I played it the first time like last year with one of my friends. Uh, she told me that, hey, let's it's in Christmas still, let's buy it and play. And I was like, oh, all right. And the first time we played, I was like, a ghost just haunted me. I was like, what happened? And I just, I was like, this is boring. And I didn't want to play it. It was just so many jump scares. Oh, and recently, okay. like two weeks ago, I, I, like me and my squad of two friends that have been playing a lot lately, recently, everything together. Like we started Valorant. Then with Valheim, no, then Minecraft, then Valheim, then now Phasmophobia a lot. And we actually made a little server yesterday and we brought up a bunch of people from EU and US into people who basically passed the vibe check for us into the same <laughs> server so we can play like multiplayer together all the time. And here's the thing. The first time we played together, they insisted Ram Team, please download this game. We need to play. We were not going to play Valorant or Valheim anymore. I was like, all right, I don't like this, but all right. And the first time I got haunted, when you get haunted, the front door gets closed in your face. You can't escape. You need to hide oh. somewhere. <laughs> and, and, and the sound, actually, the sound engineering in the game is insane because they need to make it like scary as much as possible when something gets thrown off yeah. or the door gets closed. I could hear the ghost footsteps behind me coming, and I, the door wouldn't just open. I don't like, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> wait, wait. I alter fort. 
Simple as that. And here's the thing. I was I was so scared actually. I was like, this is just bullshit, cheap, like you know, knockoff, uh, jump scare bullshit. I'm not gonna play this. But I was like, hmm, it's actually kind of interesting because you need to actually use your um, cerebral aspects of your brain to actually uh, solve this riddle, like what type of ghost it is. You know, use different methods. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually super mm-hmm. intellectual game, and it's quite fun when, mm-hmm. when you realize when you actually learn it. And that the rush of adrenaline every time you get you hear a hunting house, you going to quickly you know, turn off your flashlight and hide. It's no game has ever done that for me, but phasmophobia. Like, it, like if you ever want, I can even join in, in the server with your friends. You can, guys, I can give you guys a tutorial if you want later. Damn, I don't know. My, no, no, my, I, my, my, my you, brother plays that and he's been asking me to join him as well. I was like, oh. No, you should, you I'm should, just, you should. I'm just going to be a burden to your team, I'm worried. <laughs> no, no, that's No, we're just trolling in the game. Like, we literally troll the ghost. Like, we're at that level. Like, here's the thing. In Valheim, me and my friend, we built a nice village. And at the end of the game, when we defeated the... By the way, you finished the game, right? The fifth yeah. boss and everything. Oh my god, the fifth yeah, boss yeah. was a fucking pain. And, uh-huh. Yeah, and, and then... Sorry. Yeah, and the thing is, we were kind of like, hmm, what should we do now? So we maxed out our, all our gears and everything, and we've discovered something super, quite fun that we couldn't get enough of. It's skiing. Hmm. And we wait, how do you ski? We basically made it camp in top of a mountain and we built ramps and we would make a viking ship on top of it that ramp and we built like a wooden thing in front of it and when you destroy the wooden ramp you just quickly ha- hold on to the ship and boom you get thrown off the mountain and so ah. fun so you once you're done you just like keep exploring things right you're just like ah no, no, just finding we, things out no no we made a portal and we go back to the mountain again oh right right yeah. right okay and we also I- Capture the troll. Oh my god, we once harpooned the troll. Wait, before I forget, there's another yeah. game that I enjoy that's like similar to Valheim that I've been playing. Um, if you enjoy this kind of thing, then yeah. you play uh, DST, don't stuff together. No, that's the first uh, time I'm hearing okay. it. It's also a bit like Valheim, but in a style of. Uh, what, is, what is the. Artist? Oh, don't stuff together, you mean? Yeah, yeah, don't stuff together. Oh, yeah, I know it. I know that. Right, I know that. Right, right. It's, it's the same vibe, you know, so oh, also like that's. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, but Valheim I mean, is much better. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I like I like both, but I think I was crazier with Don't Stuff Together back then. But I, I still I still like Valheim. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's the, Don't Stuff Together. Probably it's uh, I I grind I grind more. I don't know why. I think because the art style I kind of like it. It's like similar. Mm. Yeah. It's just more. It's kind of like a graphic novel. Mm-mm, yeah, like a book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and here's the thing with Valheim, like the amount of like we have so many screenshot, screenshots from Valheim. The amount of like genuine gaming moments we had with this game is just amazing. Like the best, literally, for me. Of course, when I'm in Turkey, it wasn't twenty dollars, but for people, I think in the US, it's twenty dollars. It was everyone says it's the best twenty dollars they spent. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not pricey at all. I remember when I started it, my internet connection was so bad. So when we were like building things, I was just useless, and I kept walking through the fire. I was like, keep burning things. Like, oh my god, guys! Like, what am I? What are because my internet connection was so bad. I was uh, I was visiting my parents uh, in Indonesia back then. And for some reason, my area, our internet connection was just so shit. So every time I played Valheim, I was just useless until I got back here. I was like, oh, okay, I can be useful again. Exactly. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really hard. Like, yeah, uh, um, I, I, remember, like I was once, listen, I was once, like, it, it's quite common for me to not sometimes sleep for two days. Like, I sometimes, you know, my brain ah. goes, 
because of my, my bipolars for actually sometimes for my when my brain goes like super active hyper for a month sometimes or two to three weeks i only sleep two to three days at once like you know basically Oh and, sure, and, and and it's actually like I can function normally. Like it's kind of weird even for me to say, but it's actually true. Like I can function normally. I can go run. I can do stuff. And so one one of those one of those mornings, I think it was around eight nine a.m. My mother called me on WhatsApp, and I just put her phone like this in front of me as I usually do on my laptop, like this, to talk with her while I do stuff, whether on video game playing some game online or something. And uh, I was trying to return to my base in Valheim while I was talking to her, and suddenly a raid happened. <sighs> in my solo world, I forgot to dug a hole near around my base. And you know why people do that? Why? To prevent raids. I mean, raids oh, happen, raids. but to yeah. prevent for, yeah. for, like, protection. And here's what happened. I got a troll raid. They destroyed ah. my house completely. Shit. My chest, all my... All of your hard work. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Pain. The pain. And I was screaming at my mom, what is wrong with you? I'm, I'm, I was just flabbergasted. I was like, did this just happen? I, I actually left that character on board altogether and made a new one. Like, what, do, you, do, do you think sometimes some games just like completely took your life away? Like, what have I become? You know? <laughs> you just, oh my God. You just... We just spent so much time in it. Yeah. Like when I was when I was playing Valheim and uh, Valheim. Okay, so I have this group that I usually play together. We play uh, Valheim, don't stuff together. And one more co-op game recently, Stardew Valley. They recently launched a big update that you can co-op with your friends. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the game, by the way. Um, um, which game? Stardew Valley. It's Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pixel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very simple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's one guy developing it for like I think five or eight years. It's 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 impressive. Um, anyway, yeah, we have this bunch of friends. I mean, like the game started to take our life over when we start to use the game terms in our real life. We started to like seeing things. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay, guys, we play too much. I think it's enough. Sometimes we would play the games like five a.m., six a.m. Okay, I feel like we should we should probably you know stop like balance our life get our life together and not do this because of covid it got too easy you just sit and play games oh, with yeah, your friends oh yeah of course yeah yeah, COVID, yeah. yeah right and so it's like ah okay this is this is fun but we can't keep doing this <laughs> when everything you see in real life like oh shit this reminds me of that thing in Valheim this reminds me of that thing in non stuff together this reminds me like oh, okay I, I play too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here's the thing, like in Valheim, you know, after a while, like you're done with everything, you start to do like side quests, like for example, skiing and stuff like that. And one of our side quests was taking revenge on every mob that pissed us off, mostly trolls. So we mm. made a tr we made a, like a little location called Troll Park, and we I actually have some screenshots that we left. We basically trapped a troll in a hole, and all around it we made a vault, and on those vaults trophies of troll heads all over it, so it could get ah. traumatized for the rest of its life. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, and another one was we. I harpooned the troll, and I and my friend used the motor power to boost the boat, and we basically dragged the troll in the middle of the ocean and left it there. It was so funny. It was oh damn! Like yeah, finding we, creative ways to yeah, yeah. trolling the troll. Yeah, and actually, we started. We actually made the games called soccer. You harpoon them up, then you start kicking it around. Like, listen, yeah. we turned into the villains of the game, actually, like, by the end. Like, honestly. <laughs> you live long enough, you become the villain. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even, it... we even try to play football with Odin as well, you know? Odin sometimes show up. 
Oh, uh, because like we're talking about the uh, troll in Palhem, it just reminds me of uh, some Indonesian um, folklore. Actually, I was like when I saw it, I was like oh, it reminds me of this. Anyway, sorry, sidetrack. <laughs> Inspiration for things everywhere. When I see things, that oh, reminds me of this from my home country. Hey, this one reminds me of something else. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, yeah, yeah, it's cool. But, they, but honestly, they did an amazing job with Valheim. I mean, in, the game, I think, is still in early access. And like, honestly, they did great. They and did, there's yeah. big updates coming up. That we actually found Mistlands by accident in the game, in our map. Like, new biomes that are supposed to be coming up and they're still not completed. There's, like, Mistlands. There's, like, an ice There's like ice biome at the top and, a, like, a hell kind of biome at the bottom. We found the Mistlands, by the way. And yeah, it's crazy to, what they did. Yeah, I need to get back to it again. Oh my gosh, like recently. Yeah, actually, actually, listen, yeah. me and my friends were actually talking about. Um, we were talking. Imagine like a seven man, like person, um, Valheim server. How fun would that be? Yeah. Like honestly. <laughs> it's gonna be cha- chaotic, chaotic good, or yeah, chaotic evil. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's yeah. the thing like, the first time, for example, you go to Plains Biome, for example. Oh, this seems like a calm place. Nothing bad's gonna happen, right? Wrong. <laughs> Uh, I, I I don't know even how to express like my disappointment when it when we saw what was there, and especially when you already find like the, the right people to play, like the right yeah. fight. Just, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know the drill. Yeah, you know exactly. who's doing what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really cool. All right, so I hope anyone's listening or watching the podcast enjoyed our like twenty minutes rant about video games, and yeah, that's that's probably why you're here for listening to us. Yeah, so shout out to you. Thank you. And let's go to the next topic, which is what is your main branch of design that you're focusing on? And tell us about your experience from the start of it until now. I mean, of course, by branch of design, I already mentioned that you're a constant artist and illustrator. But I was wondering, like, in those fields, what areas are you trying to be pro at, basically? And tell us about hmm. your experience through the whole journey. Actually, this is a very good question. Um I remember when I was starting out, I would, um, like every artist probably, you go through identity crisis. <laughs> You're like, oh, there are so many good arts around. You don't know what you want to do. It's just too many amazing things. At least me, I was so greedy. I want to be doing everything. Uh, but I realized it's not possible. I only have 24 hours a day. And um, I realized I enjoy doing environment concept art a lot because it's just... But, but in a studio, because I'm working in a studio environment too, right? So in a studio, you can't choose sometimes. So it's nice to have a balance because I do like character art. It's just that if it's my personal um, projects, I like to do environment more. Because to me, there's just something that's really charming and really drawing you towards it. Like, let's say we, we play Valheim. We play a lot of games. There are probably only a few main characters, you know, but there are so many environments that you can explore, that you get to design. And it's actually the really big aspect in games. And I always think it's really nice to uh, make players really like drawn into something, you know, like the light and mood, um, the setting, all of the details in the environment. And I, I, I just really like that. I think there's a charm to it. And with character art, although this is just, um, I guess, someone told me before, realistically speaking, a lot of new artists, usually they want to do characters, but not many artists, they want to do environment. So I was like, hey, yeah, okay, I, w- I want to be one of those environment people. <laughs> and I enjoy it. So I, I, I like I like environment work more. Although on my side project sometimes I realized, okay, I'm doing a lot of, I've been doing a lot of environment work. I need to balance it out. I don't want my anatomy or like my character skill to get rusty. And I'll, I will also train and do studies on my own. But environment work, I, I, I do like that. Props sometimes here and there. 
yeah yeah environment what about you what, what are you focusing on honestly i mostly enjoy um both props and basically concept design in general but for me environments and uh, props and assets are more interesting i mean of course um for my personal ip projects and stuff like that i come up with like you know really in my head like you know interesting characters but because of my lack of skills i'm kind of like huh maybe i should someday <laughs> work on those too but very but for when it comes to like you know actually landing a job i'm mainly focusing on 3d modeling and mm. um actually i bought a course a couple of days ago for hard surface for blender yeah i'm trying to really get good at good at that as well um yeah because you can actually prop basically get from what i've researched you can get into the industry set your foot in the industry faster in, in 3d in modeling rather yeah. than design because design usually people say can wait for later when you're kind of established and um you kind of have your job and stuff like that but if you want to as fast as possible to get into the industry like 3d modeling is the fastest when it came to 3d of course that's true a lot of concept nowadays also use a lot of 3d blender i I've been doing, I've been using 3D code for a lot of hard surface that I do. Um, I'm still learning a lot of, a lot of things to learn, a lot of cool things to discover. However, I do think that this is not, this is not a perfect, this is not a mass formula, by the way. It's just my opinion, my personal opinion. A lot of young artists, they, um, they tend to jump to 3D too quick without knowing the foundation. Um, I don't know. I still think that foundation is really important to be able to construct things perspectively, manually, freehand, for example. Because just relying to 3D, if you do not have the foundation, you just slap everything 3D, it's, again, this is just my opinion, everything will start to look the same. And um, it's to, to balance things up between 3D and photo bashing, it's easy to offer detailed things, but it's actually not easy to calm those noises down. And when you do not have the good, a foundation or good basic, you tend to overcrowd things. That's why some art is like, oh, it's nice, but something's lacking there. And why some art, those uh, old masters is nice because they know how to play with the balance, um, which area should be noisier, which area should be calmer, um, what kind of things they really want to show. You know, it's because they because they have the foundation, right? They know the basic. If you just do like 3D since the beginning, a lot of 3D, a lot of, photo a lot of photo bashing, but you don't know the foundation, it's hard to marry them all together, become something that's really cohesive and nice to enjoy. But that's just my opinion, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, is that uh, if you, for example, go back to 10 years ago, like, you know, in the pipeline of a lot of concept artists, like it's usually uh, sketch, Get, I mean, of course, first get the references, the ideas, the stories, then they start sketching, um, then it start, you know, do base colors, then secondary colors, maybe some photo batch stuff, and just complete the greens and repeat and get get the final result in the end, all right? But now, yeah. actually, 3D is has been, like, heavily integrated in the workflows right now, and... Yeah, and it's actually, taking it's, over. Yeah, exactly, and it, I wouldn't say, like, necessarily taking over. By the way, I'm not... I'm not it's, I'm not a pro, by the way. I'm, but the thing I'm saying is my subjective opinion. For those who are listening, I'm not trying to look like someone who's like knows what they're talking about. Like I'm, I'm just an observer like you. Um, but personally, I don't think like it's uh, necessarily taking over. But it's actually super like helpful because I know a lot of my friends who are concept artists and I started learning Blender, and yeah. it immensely helped them in their workflow and getting to the ideas that they're trying to you know, because like in an instant you get lighting. Any type of lighting you want, any color of lighting you want, you know, on every yeah. like it's crazy when you just 
And you don't even have to be a pro at Blender. Like at maximum, at, at the one week of learning Blender, like with the basics, you can do a lot. I agree. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really cool the things that you can do with 3D. I'm not, I'm not against that at all. Of course, I've been using 3D in my uh, workflow. And I do support people like you guys. I mean, people in general, they should keep up with technology. Being in the industry, right, you have to keep up. Now with AI also like coming, you know, um, a lot of cool things are going to happening. But it's cool to see all of the um, 3D being generated into workflow. But I guess it's just, um, yeah, it's just a, um, I think a lot of people tend to jump to 3D without knowing the basic first. So a lot of Photobash stuff and the 3D stuff, they are starting to look probably the same-ish. Not saying it's a bad thing. Some can be really good. It's just that I guess the foundation stuff is missing sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes I see some some good artwork, but you can really tell whether this person has a good foundation or not. Um, because again, like what you said, it's not difficult to get the blender running and to photo bash things and to churn something very quick, right? But then again, to I like usually what I do, I like to still put things to Photoshop just to make it more like it's my own adding brushstrokes changing the light changing the composition again with photoshop because enhance you have it, a, basically yeah or sometimes not even enhance it you know some areas are too noisy you want to what's the opposite of enhance the hands <laughs> lessen lessen the noise um yeah lessen the noise yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you want to listen because when you render everything is like so probably crowded so detailed you want some areas to be calmer, right? Because you don't want the eyes to look over the direction. So you you have all of these choices you make. So all of these choices, you can it can be easily made, I feel, if you have a good foundation. Again, it's about that. Um, if not, it's so easy to offer detailed things because usually when people don't know what to do, I mean, at least what I've seen um, in some of my juniors, they just put a lot of details. Again, it's easy to put a lot of details, right? But it's not easy to calm some things up. I don't know. If you see like those old masters paintings or drawings, I always like to go back to those. They're so nice to see. They have like all of this balance. Some areas are like so crowded. Some areas are like so toned down. There's there's something nice like yin and yang. You know, it's not all everything's so cramped. Unless I guess that's your intention, but your art has to have purpose. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. A couple of things I want to say about that is that, yes, that, that's actually a, such a good quote that your art has to have a purpose. But here's the thing. Um, the purpose usually in, in concept art and, you know, in the industry is not necessarily to convey some sort of meaning or a feeling. It's usually about, like, yeah. you know, conveying the message to the next person on the pipeline to produce the yeah, idea yeah, yeah, of yeah. a writer's or anything, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's that. And another thing I want to talk about is I think the element you're trying to... Mm, refer to is actually imp impressionism i think in art because sometimes you know you see someone who does a really super nice realistic por portrait of a landscape mm -hmm. and you're like wow that's nice but you see someone else doing it but it's not as detailed and stuff like that it's actually less detail mm -hmm. but it has a nice balance in colors and lighting and that re yeah, like yeah, rendering yeah. and everything and it's yeah. actually more enjoyable so like you want to put the one that is less defined on the wall in your house rather than the realistic one, you know? Like, sometimes you see those people, like, you know, especially beginners, they see, for example, a super high realistic portrait with charcoal and, like, oh, my God, that's so impressive. But you see someone, like, who just does it with few strokes and it looks a bit messy, but... It's nice. Which, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, the element of impressionism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's... It's, it's impressionism. It's also to... Actually, to make things simple, it's not that simple. It comes with a lot of knowledge, years of knowledge, right? Because if you realize when you try to 
explain anything. Simplifying things is not easy. That's why people always study oh, simplifying shapes, simplifying a shadow. That's why people do studies like two tones, three tones study. Because it's not easy. Things When you see things, when you see pictures, there are just so much information that it, it, it tends to get so crowded. Like Then again, we go back to the purpose, right? Um, yeah. Like Of course, let's say I'm doing concept art for studio, studio work. And if there are things that need to be detailed, of course, it has to be detailed because then, like what you said, it needs to be passed down to the 3D modeler and they need to see details. That's correct, right? But some things, for example, oh, um, we need to show like a mood or like this key art to a client, then how to balance things out, right? How to make it nice? Do I have to put a lot of details? Like, hmm, how is it? Well, I guess it's subjective too, depending... Again, this is like another topic, how to handle clients probably, right? Because like clients have preferences depending on the projects as well, what kind of look that you want to achieve. But I guess personally for like the personal art, I like if it's like from 3D, um, I guess even some of studio work, I still put it a lot of the times, I put it back to Photoshop again and just to balance things out a little bit, at least just to sell the idea that things can be really nice and balanced, even though it's also really super realistic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, oh my god, let me tell you something. There was this artist. I I think I forgot his name. Noel Verrier or something. I, I I think I'm. I don't think that's his name. Basically on Twitter, mm-hmm. he does basically this impressionist oil painting of different everyday foods like McDonald's, chicken nuggets, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like, I think I've seen it in my uh, home Twitter for a while now. I, I, and he's I he's selling them as NFTs, which actually that's fine. I mean, oh, he's okay, trying yeah, to... okay. Then I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen it then. Yeah, because it was on trending probably. That's why it's like, oh, I saw it. Yeah, and there's there's something appealing about those paintings that everyone loves them, and it's and I think that you could only do that when you actually have not only you do know fundamentals, but you also understand what what the human brain makes it tick, you know. Because the, for example, person the peanut, it's kind of weird even to say it, but it's true. With a peanut butter and jelly like painting, like makes me hungry actually. Make me make me want to actually buy peanut butter and jelly. There's and another thing that you forgot to mention: subject matters. Oh, right, yeah. yeah, subject matters. He chose like a nice subject matter too, and he delivers it really nice. And a lot of people can relate to that. So it's like, oh, it, it tugs your heartstring, you know. Like which artist like makes McDonald's art or burger or chicken nugget art? Who? Not many. You could be the, you could be the next. <laughs> Would be I'm cool. Not, I'm not. I, I don't think I will be a good artist in that terms because um, I'm not really good at expressing that sort of like you know artistic expression, honestly. But yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily about who did it first. It's about like you know, it's a combination of things. It's not just one thing, you know. And you can't just boil it down to oh, who he did it first, so he succeeded. No, it's not about the chrono- chronology of the artwork. Um, it's about uh, the actual expression, the art, the colors, everything. It, it, the expression is in, it could be in composition, it could be as you said, subject matter, it could be colors, lighting, rain, everything, all together, working perfectly in harmony. And, um, oh my God, if I find, I'll probably check him out, I'll put the link for his works in the caption of this episode as well, for anyone who is like wondering, I'd definitely do that. And um, yeah, that's a, that was an interesting example I wanted to mention. And... Sorry about the clap. <laughs> the people in the audio version are going to curse me now. Um, you clap so, for the artist because he was just really good. Yeah. 
All right. So the next question on subject is, how does your design process usually go anytime you want to start working on a project or a piece, basically? Like, basically, how does a, a structure of your pipeline look? Hmm, interesting. It's very organic. Uh, I think I'm not the most organized artist. Um, of course, it starts with looking with a lot of references, 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 and a sketching stage. Um, what else? Actually, it depends also. If it's my personal project and I, I already have the vision and I know what I want to go for, the sketching stage can be quite simple because it's my own thing and I know what look what I'm going for. And... It's just going to be hard that I'll just open Blender, like set something up, or if it's not Blender, then I'll just like sketch something quick. I'll like photo bash things. That's it. But if it's like work stuff, again, references, a lot of thumbnails, a lot of sketches, iterations. Sometimes, depending on the project, I'll give um, black and white thumbnails and like color thumbnails. If it's like props or assets or locations, proposal, different camera angles, um, probably some stories behind it, some design behind it, because designing meaning you're solving something, right? You're you're trying to solve a problem. So you're trying to propose this. Hey, what about this one? What about this one? And then I like to take inspiration from everyday's life too, most of the times. And I, when I look for references, I, I try not to see from other people's art because it's if it's other people's art, it's as if like they've already provided me the answer and it's already filtered down a lot. So usually if I like something from someone's art, I would try to look for their references. What kind of reference they use? What what possibly, I'm just like guesstimating a lot, guesswork, like estimating. Okay, what kind of reference they use roughly? Is it from this era? Is it from this design? Is it from this shape? Then I'll try to dig from there. And I'll use those instead of the final product itself. And I guess the final product usually I will use if the specific clients wants a certain style, you know. And then I'll just you know just just keep chipping away. Let's just keep working on it. Yeah, either it's with Blender, with 3D Code, then a lot of Photoshop, definitely. Yeah, that's it. Pretty, All right. pretty All right. simple, I guess. Straightforward. Hmm? I hope. Awesome. <laughs> and the next question is, by the way, while we're um. Like before you started answering, I also, for everyone who's listening, I found the website of the guy we were talking about. So I put it in the mm. caption as well. I wrote the food artist cool. mentioned in the episode and the link to his website, Noah Verrier. He also made an amazing grilled cheese sand <laughs> painting, which is. I think quite... that was the one that I saw, actually. Oh. Yeah, the grilled cheese that was, one. That, that one kind of popped off, honestly, in the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, honestly, who doesn't like grilled cheese? That's why. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. It's relatively cheap and it's so easy to make. Yeah. Honestly, we don't love that. I mean, maybe lactose intolerance people, but yeah, that's another story. <laughs> and um, yeah, all right. So the next question is, which I, just like the first question, which I always get like pretty interesting answers is, what was the first paycheck you ever got out of art? What was it for? And how did you feel at the time when you got it? Paycheck, interesting. <laughs> what was Not it? Not necessarily paycheck, the first ever money made right? out of art. Yeah. Um. I guess it was doing <laughs> logos because again, like when you are starting out, there were not a lot of this, and I was just in junior. Uh, I was in high school, and um, you, my friends, people know me as I'm like, oh, the artsy girl, <laughs> no, the art person. You know, you have 
those kids in school, right? You have the jocks, you have the, I don't know, groups. Yeah, I'm one of, one of the artsy ones, I guess. So they usually come to me, hey, I don't know, my mom needs something. Or like, oh, I know someone who needs this. Like, do you want this? Do it for 50 bucks or something. Oh, yeah, back then it sounded like big money. Not bad. So I did a bunch of random stuff like that. Um, logo for uh, for someone's business, online business, but it was just like a small one. I got like what? Um, 150k rupiah, which is like probably 15 USD back then. And I felt really happy. Like, oh, I could make money from my art. And it's definitely something that I will not forget. And I'm, what else? Yeah, that's actually, that's just the first art related work that I got money from. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty satisfied with that. I mean, looking back, of course, it's nothing to be proud about. It's just like a simple logo. And it's not like something I can use in my portfolio either. But as a 15-year-old kid, I was like, hey, I can I can do something with this. That's why after that, uh, I mentioned before, I almost took graphic design as my major in college, right? Before I found out about the entertainment design. So, yeah. I mean, because back in school as well, I used to, you know, my notebooks and stuff, I always... Um, I, I don't like plain notebooks. I don't like the school notebooks. So I always cover them with something else. I always just design my own thing. I would paint a blank paper and I would cover my books with those covers. And even my notebooks, I would use different color pens. I would like sketch something inside because I didn't want it to be boring. If it was boring, I wouldn't study it. And before I knew it, my notebooks often got passed around in school and got photocopied a lot because they wanted to see my notes. And I was like, okay, I'm glad it's useful, but it was just like nice to see that people enjoy the effort that I put for my notebook because it's not a plain, boring mathematic books. I actually designed like things for the cover. I designed things inside my It was just for my own enjoyment, you know, but it's... It's nice to be able to put my art to something else and got people to enjoy that. And it got passed around without even me knowing. It was like, it, it was it was nice, honestly. Yeah. Little things like that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, uh, I, have, I had kind of a similar thing in high school, like which um, I would get paid to copy my notebooks in other people. Like, like I would do other people's homework basically for money. Like I, I, that was oh, a nice yeah. side hustle, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, like since I was a kid, I was a hustler. On not no hustler kind of sounds kind of negative because I wasn't like tricking people. I was like, hey, this is my this is the price. I will do the homework because do you know why why people came up to me for that? Because at first, without anyone telling or any outside, without I wasn't. Like 10 years ago, there was no Gary Vee or any other this motivational speaker or something. I came up with all this operation myself. I made the Excel spreadsheet of all the games and files I had. I made codes for them, like like an actual operation yeah. business. And I would uh, copyright CDs with stuff on it. And I would sell those CDs. Like, com- you like, were resourceful. Yes. Like, yeah. I remember I was uh, studying for my biology exam. Then uh, while I was running out of DVDs, I would take my bike and go to the shop near my house and I buy raw DVDs and get back home and do the rest. And oh my I, God. And, and for, for the first month, I made around $60-$70 at that time. And for that, for the economy around, that was really good. And why my business came to halt was because I was so inexperienced. Someone basically ordered 18 DVDs worth of content for me and my dumbass did all of this. And when I ordered him, he didn't pay me for like a week. 
Or should it? Then what happened? His grandpa basically he was a pretty rich kid, and his grandpa was just came up to me, opened he the window of his car in like a super high end car, and said, "Hey, these are the DVDs, and you sh- you shouldn't do that in this high school. You know, this is kind of illegal. If your principal finds that, it's kind of." A... And, I, and I was just flabbergasted. I was like, "Okay," and I, and, I, and I got disappointed and just left the whole operation. But I had that entrepreneurial. I still have to an extent that spirit since I was a kid and. Because of that, people were like, "Oh, this guy's business guy," and stuff like that. Oh, can, do you do my homework as a like as a joke? And I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's do Why this." Why not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money on that. Honestly, I think it's just smart, right? And especially when you're that age, you could come up with this kind of like things to earn money. It's really something, you know. Most people, most kids, don't know how to spend, but not many will think of this. Hey, I can do this for for money. Of course. When we were young, we're all young and stupid. We don't know which one's legal, which one's not legal. But you try, and it was nice. You learned yeah. something. Yeah, or, yeah. or here's the thing: in the English class, I remember, I would like you know prepare like you know DVDs full with you know files. At the time, like back then, it online presence wasn't that much active as right now, especially in Iran. So I would have like DVDs of Android APK files and just iOS files applications uh, on DVDs. And I would just and I would just uh, walk around before the classes and see if someone is holding an iPhone. I was like, "Hey, how's it going? Is that an I- iPhone? What type of brand of iPhone?" And I would just start a conversation like that. I was like, "Hey, here's the thing. I'm kind of I'm doing this. You want DVD of a thing? I I put some extra additional softwares in it in case you wanted, like a bunch of anti filter and VPNs and stuff like that." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, sure. Here's two thousand bucks. Two thousand two months, by the way, not bucks, not two thousand dollars. Two thousand two months. Iranian currency, which is now worth nothing." Yeah, that's kind of sad. <laughs> but yeah, like do stuff like that. I, like that was my bread and butter. It was like a video game for me. You know that type of stuff. I was like, oh, I got this more money. You know, like in a video game. And, what did you uh, spend it for? Oh, more video games. Me. I mostly hoarded money. Like you know, or for, for example, my the allowance, a small allowance, my dad would give me and my brother to pay for food in like in the break time in the school. Ah. I would hold them. And one time I hoarded it for one year, and it was before this whole operation. I bought my Kinect for Xbox. Actually, I was kind of ah. proud of that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's cool that you saved up for that. What did I spend the money for? Oh, I used to buy a lot of comics. <laughs> comics? Marvel, DC comics are in Malaysia? Um, no, when I was younger, it was a lot of uh, Japanese comics and novels. Oh. A lot oh, of mangas. novels. Mangas, right? Mangas, yeah, mangas. Oh, nice, And nice. some graphic, graphic comics, novels like... Uh, I enjoyed. I said comics, sorry, because in Indonesian, we we just bunch them all together. It becomes like comics, even though it's manga. It's, like, it's just comics, yeah, comic books, uh, mangas, and a lot of a lot of novels. I read a lot, and at one point, because we're talking about entrepreneurial stuff, at one point, like, hey, I could rent this out. I have a lot of books back home, and my mom always complained, like, what are you gonna do with this once you're not home anymore? Well, now it's a problem because I'm not there. All of my books are there. <laughs> it's just gonna uh, collect dust. But anyway, I was like thinking, hey, I can just rent, open a book rental or something. Probably p- people want to read and they don't want to buy it. But yeah, it never happened because I got lazy. I, was, ah, I have to do all of the administrative stuff, all of the paperwork stuff. But yeah, so I spent the money that I made for from all of those graphic design stuff to buy more mm. novels and like mangas again. <laughs> Interesting. And what are your, what are your favorite mangas, and what were your favorite mangas as well? What were um, I had quite a few. I I like um, let me think. 
Full Metal Alchemist. I don't know. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, it's a classic. It's a really nice one. Full Metal Alchemist is my all-time favorite. Death Note. Um, I like Black Butler. <laughs> I like. Um, do you know the, the group called Clamp? Subasa Reservoir. Clor- oh yeah, Clonico. I know them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Card Captor Sakura. Yeah, I like yeah. the classic ones. Uh, what else? Ah, now that you mention it, a lot of things actually. I, I read Naruto. I, I like Naruto. Oh, <laughs> actually, finally, some shonen manga because I was kind of surprised that I yeah yeah, yeah I expected some shonen names. Yeah, Naruto and I follow One Piece, but not until not not, not anymore. Um, you know, Detective Conan it's still going on. I think Bleach is one of shonen as mm-hmm. well. If you're familiar yeah. with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Did, hmm. Yeah. Did Did you read any? Um, fun fact, no, none. And I just ah. watched the animes, yeah. Ah. But, and even with the mangas, I just watched those videos on YouTube where it explains the mangas, you know, because I'm too lazy mm. for that. Especially now, even with series, I don't watch series or movies anymore. I just watch YouTube on YouTube. I just search on YouTube. There's usually channels, oh, sorry. There's uh-huh. different channels that just recap the movie or manga itself. So you can mm. just save it save it to your watch later and just watch a whole series in 10 minutes. That's awesome, you know? Ah, no need to yeah. go through all of it. Like, I'm kind of lazy yeah. with that. I know it's kind of like psychotic to do that, you know? But yeah, I kind of like that. So any specific any specific YouTube videos that you like recently? All of those recap things then, I guess? Most of them. No, but here's the thing. I watch a lot of animes, actually. Not that much, but compared to some people I know. But mm. like my the favorite animes I watch is Death Note as well. I ah, yeah. enjoy Death Note is actually like in sense of writing. Like here's the thing, I'm trying to explain everything as much as spoiler free as possible in case anyone wants to watch them. Like the first couple of episodes, you're like, what is this goofy ass like fantasy like you know, um, animes for kids? I don't like this stupid. But then. Mm. Oh my god, it's not stupid at all. Yeah, a lot of animation. And the whole detective dynamic, and you're like, holy shit, this is so cerebral. This is actually big brain 200 IQ stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, this is really fun. A lot of animes. A lot of animes are like that. Yeah, Mm, exactly. And I guess Cowboy Bebop. Mm, Classic. Mm. JoJo. (laughs) Oh, thank you. JoJo as well. Yeah, JoJo. (laughs) Bachi the Grappler. Attack on Titan. Oh yes, Attack on Titan and Baki. Yeah, not not pretty much. I haven't watched any many man- any animes as, as much, but in terms of mangas, I watched a recap video on Berserk, which was absolutely fascinating, like genre defying actually. I think with the, the interesting is some sometimes like I don't watch. Uh, you watch, you watch the anime of Death Note, right? I don't. I didn't. I guess because. Some things are just nice when you read it. I, I, mm. I like the art. To me, that's not, oh, the art is, like, so good. Um, Similar like for Metal Alchemist, a lot of, a lot of this manga, I like the crafts of it. And sometimes it doesn't, it, the anime is cool, definitely, but I prefer the ink fashion, probably. There are just, like, a, a different things to it. Like, oh, I, I, sometimes I will stop on certain pages because I'm just fascinated or how, and, at how they, they draw things. Ah, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, this is kind of related to the topic we were having before we started recording, by the way, like enjoying media, you know? You mentioned, yeah. like, you know, um, Disco Elysium, Love the Robot, and stuff like that. Like, about Disco Elysium, here's the thing. Um, I actually installed it, and um, I love the art style, the music and everything. Yes. Like, I could just play it for just experiencing the art. Yeah, oh my and, god, yes. <laughs> and here's the thing. For, unfortunately, I... 
I wasn't really in mood to play games, you know, because there was some things going on in my life. I wasn't really in mood to actually enjoy the medium as well, even right now, I mean, unfortunately. And, um, but even the first, like, hour or two I played, I loved the, every single attention to detail they made, the, yeah. the character creation. I lo- I'm a sucker for these games when the whole character creation just has an effect on on also all of your decisions has an effect on the future I, I, yeah I, I just at loss for words how to explain how much I love this stuff and um, yeah it's, it's it's an amazing experience in, in both art and video games I'm one of the very rare fews that both in terms of literature writing art and music all hand in hand bind together yeah. another yeah. game I can mention that really did that amazing well for me was Hades which I think oh, a lot yeah. of awards yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, the And there's so many little things in the game. <clears throat> I'm sorry, let me drink some water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got excited again over games. Exactly. <laughs> I love games. And there's, like, even if you play it for like 180 hours, there's new dialogues and things you're gonna find. Like, here's the thing I didn't know that you could romance characters in the game, so I accidentally slept with a, the Thanatos guy, and I was like, wait, did my character just turn gay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And yeah, that was kind of that was kind of weird, but uh, but, uh, but but awesome you... at the same time because what game does that? But you know? do you also like usually when we like playing these games? Of course, the level design, everything, the game design is like good. But like what we mentioned before, like Hades, Bastion, I guess all of these games they're like also so beautiful that when you play, mm. you just want to stop for a bit and just like appreciate it. Like oh, this oh, is like I love so the music good. Of Hades. The music right. of Hades. Oh and, my god. And, and sometimes all of these games, they don't let you to do that because you just have to keep moving. A lot of like, enemies attacking you and this and that, a lot of obstacles. But with Disco Elysium, you can somewhat take your time, you know, to walk around, explore things, and appreciate the art. You, you can kind of like slow down a bit without worrying that, oh, I'm, I'm going to die and something's going to attack me. So like I've been, I appreciate Disco Elysium for that. It's like, oh, I need something that's like slightly more chill <laughs> like what you said right you you haven't been playing games a lot because I don't know maybe like a lot of other things to me it's the same um, again like we talked about Elden Ring before the podcast as well how like, it, the grind is too much for us now that <laughs> we prefer to just watch it on the side the same thing why I've been playing a lot of chill games like this Coliseum because it's it's chill yeah and the art is really nice yeah like especially for me like um it's really rare when a game accomplishes that, I think, and that's one of the main reasons that a lot of games can have that sense of longevity and that sort of fan base. Like um, a prime example of them is Minecraft, actually, and I think I mentioned it before. Mm. Um, the amount of like you know the mods, the just obviously even the developers themselves, official developers. By the way, uh, on episode ten of the podcast, believe it or not, I had one of the main concept artists of uh, Minecraft on the podcast, Mariana ah, Salimena. Yeah, and she actually is still... I think she's now the lead concept artist, which is kind of crazy. And yeah, her art is amazing. Shout out to Mariana. I'll stop her after this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And um, here's the thing. Like, there's so many things you can do. Like, you can role-play with your friends. But here's the thing. Games... The, the, the certain people who play games, there are, like, different type of people who enjoy games. Like, some of them... Some people are just... I would call them boring people. They, <laughs> the only level of game they would understand is like Call of Duty, Fortnite, Apex. Oh, boom, boom, ah. shoot, shoot, dopamine rush. Ooh, that's fun. But they're not. They're not the type of people who would play Dungeons and Dragons or role play stuff like that. You know, have I fun. Guess, 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the lady and this stuff. It's a bit too nerdy. Yeah, that, I don't that's know. like the extreme. Right. Not extreme, actually. Like that's like a super creative side of it. You know, mm. like at the end of the spectrum. But in terms of like, for example, I we would just make characters in Valheim and would just take on personalities that would random, just shit. It was so fun. Like I actually. There's a there's a definitely different take to people playing games, right? Yeah. When 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 you said that, oh yeah, people only like this um, very adrenaline rushy game. I guess because they, they they constantly want to chase that feeling. They don't probably understand the enjoyment of crafting a character oh, yes. and following the narrative, exactly. right? Yeah. Or some people are just lazy to read, probably. Like some games, you need to read a lot for the narrative. And I love those uh, games. Yeah, right. But people's attention span these days are just like getting shorter and shorter. That's why they like all of these quick games. Oh like my god, you're games. so right. Yeah. yeah. Who, shit, got so right. read, who got time to read like, I don't know, blocks of text in video games anymore, you know? That's so yeah. unfortunate, yeah. Yeah. And um That's why those yeah. those quick games are so attractive because they're so mm. attention grabbing. Mm, yeah, that's that's actually such a bummer, honestly. And um but still like for example from my generation, like why am I talking about my generation? Like I'm <laughs> sounding like such I'm I'm just twenty five by the way. Yeah. And um the thing is like, you know, when I used to, one of my favorite video games of all time, which is still is, is Fallout New Vegas. I play, I found it when I was twelve, and at the time I didn't know much English, and but I just obsessively pick out words that I didn't know, and I just my English improved a lot playing that game, listening That's to dialogues. Cool. Honestly, like video games was one of the main things that my English accent is. People can't if, if they don't see my face or anything, they would assume I'm American or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um. Yeah, when I tell them I'm Iranian, they usually get disappointed for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, but it's yeah. impressive that you pick it up for that. Hey, you see, people, video games are helpful. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it, it improves your imagination and creativity. Like, honestly. Like, it, like jokes aside, like video games are great mediums for um, mental growth in terms of... The, and not all video games, of course. When people try to bash video games, they overgeneralize and just pick a Mortal Kombat 11... Uh, type of game where just gore and blood. I mean, I love those games, by the way, but they, they just demonstrate the whole thing like that. But, like, for example, a game like Minecraft, or not Minecraft, all right, let's say Skyrim, or things that are rich with literature, you know? It's I think like, um, when, yeah. when people when people claim something, it's, like, bad for them. I think it depends on how you use it. Things are just tools, and it depends on the user how you want to use it, how you want to utilize it. If you utilize it positively and you take positive things from it, everything can be positive, right? But of course, if you copy those Mortal Kombat and everything, if you copy the violent, of course, it can never be good, right? But if you just see things like like what you did, you learn English from video games, that's a good thing. You learn, you pick up these cool accents from that, that's a cool thing, right? You don't pick up the bad stuff, you pick up the good stuff. So it really depends on the person, I think. Sometimes you pick up the bad stuff. Oh, yeah, I mean, like the bad languages. <laughs> Here's the thing, the correct thing is to consider both the possible bad and the good. But here's the thing, the people who want to bash video games just only highlight the bad. Mm. You know? Like, yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, of course, if when video games like turn into an addiction for you and some sort of uh, fulfillment just turns into a tool to fill the void inside you, I mean, yeah, that's a time to step back. Sure. And it's kind of rich for me because I'm... Yeah, I'm kind of super procrastinating, so it's kind of weird coming out of my mouth this morning. <laughs> but a lot of things can be a lot of things can be addicting, though. Yeah, sure. It doesn't have to be right. Yeah. Yeah. 
people yeah, i mean but, yeah people talk people people bash video games uh, that it's not good it's like so addicting but so is a lot of things in life so are a lot of things in life mm, like alcohol or sugar drugs, i guess yeah oh junk food sugar salt yeah yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's really so true because for a while when i used to like you know um wanted to cut weight for for example a competition or something uh one of the best ways to distract myself from hunger was just going tunnel vision on a video game like like a game like factorio i could play factory for 18 hours straight and unnoticed time has passed that's actually really interesting when yeah, yeah. <laughs> or... uh, it reminds me brings me back of my junior high school times those ragnarok days i was just like we are home and i was staying with my grandparents at the time usually i would even like skip meals just to play games you know it's like damn <laughs> yeah just you mention it yeah things people rush... do yeah, that, yeah, like yeah. when you were a kid, that rush you had when you quickly get up in the like in the night, you couldn't sleep because you were excited to. Oh my god, I'm tomorrow. I'm gonna play more video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and, yes, yes. And, and then you wake up and you, without washing your face or eating breakfast, anything, you quickly go to bathroom so you can just quickly run back to the your. And your parents would just rage. You're like, what the hell? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Those, those are fun. Yeah, those are some memories that I think they people from our generation could fondly remember and tell their yeah, grandkids yeah. or whatever their future generations holy shit i'm starting to feel like an old man <laughs> but right. but also the thing that you mentioned just now like the junk food the sugar and the salt like all of this stuff i mean like also it's 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 track a bit i mean like a lot of artists they do not know how to take care of themselves you know like our body is so important because like we we need all of this to be able to produce good art but a lot of people they just like tend to work and they don't uh, we we're known to have bad postures and you know bad lifestyle right now that you mentioned so, it i should check my yeah. posture yeah yeah me too like you know you know, you know those memes the artists like turn to prawns like the you just keep sitting like that. yeah yeah streams like that right so i was like oh yeah it's actually very important and i used to not care about all of this it's like, ah, i was like yeah i could take this like how long can you take how long more can you take that <laughs> yeah when i was like 10 years old i used to play a lot of world of warcraft and here's the sad part because we didn't have any good internet i, I just i just played solo in the world like without anyone mm. in the world also oh, you uh, play offline <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> and my and after a while my mom used to call me gargoyle because i used to just had terrible posture when i was like 10 i ah. like i turned into like a fucking nostradamus looking guy it was that bad yeah you turned to a troll yeah, exactly <laughs> and yeah honestly actually um jokes aside like actually interesting point because in episode 160 which i which wait i just had a moment in my head i was gonna <laughs> say the the episode that's going to be uploaded on monday but i realized the date I'm going to upload your video is probably 10 days after that, so there's no use. Yeah. There's a lot of calculation suddenly that you have to do in your yeah. brain now. <laughs> My brain just had a brain fart. Like, oh, wait, <laughs> you know that meme when there's like dial up internet sounds yeah, coming yeah, up? Yeah, 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 basically that. And then and I can uh, hear your brain shutting down. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And basically, like, you know, she mentioned a lot of things. I The guest was Lord Gallagher, and she also mentioned how she also started to take care of herself like you know it's super important like you know because yeah. at the end of the day we she she basically said it's actually in a really wholesome way that i want to live as much as i can and produce art as much as i can because this is what i love and i want to do it as well and i would love to and she also made some videos on a youtube channel about self-care and stuff like that 
and mm-hmm. I, and she also said, I want you, my friends, the artists and stuff like that, to, you know, live longer. You know, I want you to make more art, which, which yeah. is kind of like, yeah. you know, I had, I think, a deeper message as well to, like, it's kind of hard because everyone, like, we, all of us pick our own different type of poisons when it comes to, like, dealing with the stress and, you know, depression. Yeah. It, it's so rare when you see someone who's figured everything out. It's so rare. I mean, good for them. Awesome. But we all have our traumas from the past or we experience traumas every day or um, in different ways, stresses and all that. And without us noticing, even if we try to like not acknowledge it, maybe go play video games or um, go drink alcohol to shut off your brain and stuff like that, they exist in your subconscious. And yeah. as long as you don't notice it, they are still with you. It's in your baggage. Yeah. It's, it's and, like your demons, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of like that. And uh, I mean, I'm still a sucker how to deal with them, but I just don't care and just do the same thing as everyone. And I know, and I know it's unhealthy, actually. And well, uh, what's what's your poison? <laughs> what do you do? Um, video games and honestly, junk food. Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Junk food is always the case. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Sometimes, like, it's it's super binary for me because one day I like for two three days I'm super healthy because I strike my poison is video games, but when I don't play video games or consume any media and just work on tutorials and stuff like that um i i start to go sometimes a bit kind of mentally exhausted so i need some sort of like in order this event and um at least here's the thing at the end of the day i think the best advice i would give anyone is to just pk sport that you like and just without just learn to put your mind on autopilot and just do it i agree after after the like listen for once in your life do this like after even one month or one month or two weeks you start to see progress and that's all you need some just a little bit of momentum that becomes automatic after that point because you get because when you get momentum you get motivated to do it more you know you get better at it you know um then you go all right i'm good at it i'm going to buy new shoes i'm going to buy new equipment you basically like in video game when you level up you buy different you know shit you know to for yeah. customizer character you know yeah and yeah. Yeah, for me, my main sport used to be like, you know, wrestling and just some machine grappling, jiu-jitsu and stuff like that, martial arts. But now it's more running for a while. Ah, okay. And, yeah, and I've, I, been, and I've been, I've been yeah. trying running I've been again. Trying to, like to really get into yoga as well, like, but it's, I ah. don't have the discipline. I, I know it's kind of sad, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. MMA is good, I think. And you know what? You know what's the main thing? Like, all right, I'm I'm gonna change the subject after this. But you know what's the main thing that kind of pisses me off? That this notion that people think, like, and it gets so ingrained in you subconsciously that people don't notice that you're supposed to be only your identity is supposed to be consists of one thing. Your artist, you're just gonna be good at artists and not be like it's some, you know, you, you can't be an athlete, or you're an athlete, you can't be good at, or you're a musician, you're just a music guy. What you're talking about? You wanna learn something new? Pff, cringe. No, it's not like that. This is actually, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, we're gonna dive into that, it's gonna be, like, long, I don't know if you want it, but recently I've had a discussion with a really good friend of mine, because, um, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not perfect in balancing those things as well, it's also really hard, like, like, what you do, I think I'm also trying to, uh, at least maintain a little bit sport here and there sometimes, I do Muay Thai, and I lift, I jog, I enjoy camping, hiking, you know, on this on those outdoorsy activities because I think they're just important. It's so easy to just get bogged down in front of your screen whole day, all the time, without doing much. And I don't know, at one point it'll just exacerbate the health problem that you already have probably. So I was just talking to a friend and he's he's in his forties now 
and he realized that he hasn't been doing all physical activities because he's just been putting all of his uh, time to art basically and he realized he didn't realize that he missed all of these aspects so much until sometimes I drag him out for like activities you know and it's kind of nice to see that he wants to put more effort in that then I realized also then may- maybe a lot of people it's definitely it's not a bad thing to put effort to your craft but you also have to take care about like a lot of other aspect aspects in life like what you said probably if some people have mental problem or like breakdown or burnout or something the only solution is definitely to go out more or just to do something else take a break from your art it doesn't have to be art all the time consuming your life but you take a break from it and when you get back to it you fall in love with fall in love with it all over again it sounds cheesy but like it works or at least for me yeah, exactly. And you sent Muay Thai, and actually, yeah, I also trained Muay Thai for like six months because I was oh, cool. initially wanted to uh, have an, my first MMA fight like before COVID hit. But then uh-huh. I even signed up for some like competitions, but then COVID hit. Like it March, I remember March 29th, it was the date of it. Um, but yeah, for sure, happened. And actually, my trainer was Crudon, and he was it was a Thai guy, like those old Thai guys that hardcore oh, like trainers yeah. season and, and he was like an actual trainer of Boakau you know Boakau Boakau and Superman Banchamek these two do you know them oh yeah okay yes that's the, they're the famous ones yeah he's the main trainer of them and he he wants like a video called Superman and, and Superman actually came to our gym once in Turkey oh and, that's, um, that's, that's really cool yeah I, he, he I'm, was... I'm not that serious but <laughs> that, that's, that's actually really awesome yeah <laughs> And you surprised me because I was like when you said Moito, it was like this because it's hard, it's brutal. I like, love it. Like, I love it. I've been doing it for three years now. So when oh, I did it, have like when I more like you can break machines actually. Yeah, but but like, here's the thing, legit. right? When <laughs> I, I I like it a lot. Um, so my coach there actually like, do you want to get serious in it? Like we'll train you for competition and stuff. Yes. I was tem- I was I was really tempted to be honest, but then. I have a lot of other things. I don't think I have the commitment, you know, because if you want to really train for it, you really need to go to gym almost every day, probably trains two times a day or something. I honestly don't, I honestly, realistically speaking, I don't have the time because I still want to do my art, right? So I was like, oh, okay, you need to sacrifice something. So I'll just do it for fun. Uh, so I just enjoy it. And also one thing that I like is my head gets gets noisy um, quite often from work and like a lot of information, a lot of art. And sometimes I just want to shut it all down. And I don't know, to me, Muay Thai or running is like nice because you get so tired, you get so busy, you need to focus on your form and a lot of things. Then you forget all of these things and you just focus on that, focus on something else that's completely different. And it's very refreshing. And I, I really love that. Yeah. yeah. Also, do you know Sanchai? Um, no. What is Sa- that? Sanchai. Oh, oh, Sanchai, yes. The Sanchai, yeah, Sanchai. Kid. you don't know that? Sanchai, I, I was, sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch yeah, it. Yeah, Sanchai sorry, kid. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, no, no. sorry, sorry, my bad. My trainer, Crudon, uh, he's like a 57 or 63-year-old guy with like tattoos all over his body and just long <laughs> hair and like with a sandal, he used to like smoke yeah. cigars all over the gym outside. It was like a character, you know? And Like a Tekken character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here's, I once asked him, Coach, do you know who Sanchai is? I was like, yeah, Sanchai Kick, do you like? And I was like, yeah. And he Ooh, did me he pack- train you for that? N- no, no, listen. 
he threw the pad at me. I said, hold. And I was like, oh, what is it? And I don't know what happened. I just saw his leg up and then bam. And I had it. It didn't hit me, but I just feel the impact. And he was a small guy. And he's one, he's one of those so guys that's been training since he was four six. By the way, he showed us like his childhood. He's like smiling with a tie shirt when he was six years old. Actually, I mentioned this in another episode recently, talking about self care. Actually, I've and, never seen it in real life. I think, but I've just seen videos like the Sanchai cartwheel. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, we we they do sounds in gyms, you know. A buddy, a buddy, no good, no good. Oh, I'm getting flashbacks. Yeah, he used to talk broken English with us. Oh, uh, and he once trolled me bad. I actually kind of hate, like, I'm pissed off at him for that. He, like, nearly our gym got our pillars in the gym padded, and you know, the, there's like, you know, pads for people to not, you know, break into them or something, get hurt, and like, you know, foam pads. Mm-hmm. And under those pads were heavy metals, like, heavy supporting metals. And he made everyone to kick their, like, partner's pads, you know, whatever, practicing, and, and, I, and I didn't end up with the like a partner and told me all right kick this but in a really broken english and uh, i did slowly and he said harder harder and i did once and he did that and he started laughing hysterically because i i nearly broke my shin on the metal yeah thing. yeah okay. <laughs> i was just laughing like a maniac he was a cool guy were you aware that there was something really hard behind those headings i was but i was like if this guy's saying harder it's probably then safe right Right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wanted to test you probably like if you're willing yeah. to bring your shin you're ready for this <laughs> yeah actually like like for the first three sessions i was nearly crying after each session like honestly mm-hmm. like, i was like why are you doing this what is wrong with like actually these questions and but i just kept with it then covid happened then bunch of other stuff happened that eventually led me to quitting that whole world because i might do it for hobby later yeah, but I don't yeah. have a good gym near me, and the gym I used to go, I'm not really too fond of the people there. Let's just say that, and um, yeah, I because there's a risk of CT, and I used to get injured a lot at the last months I was there, and people weren't so uh, attentive or supportive, especially the coaches. And yeah, that's about it. I nearly broke my neck once, broke like tore yeah. my knee once, meniscus once, nearly, which the operation is actually super like expensive. And I broke my pinky toe once, so and no wow. one, no one cared. And basically, here's the thing: I, I'm not sure if uh, that sort of attitude is really tolerated in Muay Thai gyms, especially because people are usually more humble, respectful, and that's part of the culture. But um, especially in areas near like Russia, Kazakhstan, Turkey, Iran, there's so many egotistical shitbags who just want to prove something to someone in gyms, you know. So they purposely try to hurt you competitively, and they act like, "Sorry, bro, I didn't do that." I'm like, "Shut the fuck up! You, you know what you did." And so yeah, you usually spar with people, or you you, you just avoid that? <laughs> no, no, I always spar, and uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of you sometimes it just. And here's dealing with egotistical people at gym gets so tiring that you're like, "I don't need this in my life. This doesn't contribute to anything." And it's not that you can't like physically beat them it's the legal ramifications that come after it Th- that's what i'm more worried of that's why i avoid the gyms <laughs> and uh yeah there's that story but yeah in conclusion the easiest thing you can start is running 
yeah. download and here's the thing download the Strava app because it gives you stats of like every like oh this is your record for 5k run this is your record for one mile run it's it's like a video game you turn it to like a video game and um, yeah, yeah honestly fight. it's great yeah it's great and eventually do progressive overload and improve challenge yourself and reap the rewards good luck and well about like you know we've talked about a lot, a lot about self-care and stuff like that. by the way if you think this podcast is getting like you should you should watch the podcast i recorded uh, with laura gallagher at episode 160 that was two hours and 40 minutes you know oh. yeah but, but actually honestly it, probably it, a lot of juicy stuff there yeah here's the thing but honestly it was it's one of my favorite episodes by the way um because it's packed with both information but it's not so dry and educational like you know like this podcast you know um we're just shooting the shit we're just you know talking about things that's relatable to the people who are also listening you know yeah <laughs> people from our generation and let me let's talk about something actually interesting that we also mentioned um before we start taking inspiration from everywhere you know like a lot of times you know you know those jokes when they say your best thoughts come when you're in shower or bathroom <laughs> like toilet thoughts <laughs> yeah exactly because here's the thing your brain usually is not really kind of clear. Your head is kind of clear. You're not thinking about much. So sometimes inspiration hits. And that being said, I think one of the best ways to get inspiration from just inspiration in general, not just about inspirations from everywhere, is like you see this mentality, especially these days, that you shouldn't skip a day. You should like screw rest days. You should always draw every day. You should go hardcore, you know? That's good, yes. But sometimes you need to take a step back and just leave it behind for like a week or a couple of days and get back to the same piece you were doing. Because creative block is a real thing. We've also, we all suffer from it. Yeah. And we don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And yeah, so I sure. think one of the... It's kind of counterintuitive by not doing something, you actually come back and do it better. Because you come with it with a fresh mind, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I was talking about this also with a friend of mine who we were just discussing and talking about art. I think our brain is not meant to be working all the time like that. So we have, don't 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 really quote me on this, but I remember here. Uh, I remember someone told this to me that we actually get all of the creative stuff. The creative things actually happen when we are relaxed. That's why what you mentioned we always get these creative thoughts when we're in the bathroom showering because we're relaxed and this is where all of the creative things happen and when it when we get to stress or we get to walk down to like with other things it will not happen right the creative block will just be there so we just like like lose a little bit do something else it'll probably just happen it's it's, it's easier to say than done obviously but do try i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i struggle with that too sometimes you, mm-hmm. because you just want to fix you just want to fix and solve things, right? And sometimes you just make it worse because you just keep thinking about it, but you're not solving anything. But it's so hard to walk away, don't you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Because here's the thing: you kind of feel guilty by not doing it or being behind the, you know, like the, you know, this com- your computer or laptop or by like, even if it is like watching a t- new tutorial or do something, and you just like put this overload of work and everything on your shoulder, at, like, trying to be productive. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's that's actually toxic productivity. I'm gonna call any fucking influencer that says you should try to like you know just go hardcore and blah, 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 like whatever they say um i I'm, I'm actually i don't think and here's the thing 
of course, I, I'm not a pro artist. I'm not. I'm. I haven't been signed by Netflix or anything. I'm. I'm. am a nobody. Let's be real. And here's the thing. But in my experience, that kind of works. That sort of like you know, sometimes taking a break and not just because I haven't experienced that just in art, in different disciplines as well. Like sometimes taking a break and get it back to it. Like when I was seriously like you know practicing jujitsu for when Corona hit, I couldn't train for four or five months. And our gym opened up illegally, by the way. And when we opened Whoa. up illegally, yes, yes, um, I like I was way sharper than before. Like I, I would execute like you know um, submissions on the fly. My brain was so much clearer. I was because I was away from it so much, and it's crazy as as crazy as that sounds. Like listen, and that only happens with things that you're actually in, genuinely invested in. Because when you're invested in something, you're constantly thinking about it. You're trying to um, think about different scenarios of that same thing in your head. Like, like maybe you're, I don't know, tired from, like, for example, doing 3D work and you go walk outside with your friends and on your way back home or on the park. Like, a subtle lighting of a lamppost could suddenly give you an idea. Then It'll you just come back to you eventually, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So... The advice in general is from basically from my point of view is to take a break from it. And during that break, not you shouldn't be just lazing around. No, 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 no. Just start going out and take some oxygen. Go to nature as much as possible. It, it, yeah. I, I genuinely feel like, you know, something chemical happens in your brain when you're actually in nature. You yes. Know? That's kind of crazy. But yeah, it's true. Yeah. So that's Without... also your go-to when you, when you have the creative block. You walk out, mm. get some nature walk. Yeah. This is really good. And don't even think about, oh my god, now when, when in the when the creative block is gonna go? I mean, nature now. What's gonna happen? Just shh, slow down, slow down. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just enjoy the scenery. And it's hard, if, yeah. But yeah, I have to admit. But sometimes it's hard to do because you just ah, oh, I, I want to finish this. I want to finish this. But like, what if I cannot? Ah, like, oh, then you have all of these like noises, like voices, and you have to like fight back. Okay, you know what? I just have to leave all of this behind. Like, get the hell out go walk and come back to this later on but like yeah the first step is always difficult to just realize all of this and actually take a step back and come back to it later exactly and even like you know when i wanted to even quit the gym which was toxic for me at the time like you know it wasn't physically helping me it wasn't mentally helping me anymore the people just evolved into toxic just douchebags and i was like and i didn't leave it for months do you know why because in my head, I was like, you're just being lazy. Ah. You're just being lazy. Or you're just being, you're just being lazy, you know? For a second, you thought I was going to say bitch. But actually, I was going to say from to myself, I was going to call myself a lazy bitch. But yeah, I tried to censor that for some reason. But I repeated it. Yeah. Kind of funny. You, maybe you, yeah, you were too hard on yourself, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. Yeah, I was super hard on myself. And... Sometimes, you know, that kind of, of course, having discipline is good, but you also need to mention, you also need to be able to see when it's kind of stupid and pointless to have it. Like, yeah, sure. I was calling myself lazy because I was like, you're just being physically lazy. You shouldn't do that. But I, I shouldn't have done that because I was trying to focus on my art, improving at my art. And I was just physically and mentally exhausting myself. I was also going to classes as well, like before gym. And I wouldn't eat all day. I would just eat a drink of drink a glass mm. of coffee before classes, five hours of classes, then go to gym. And the classes at gym start two hours after I get there. So I would get home at like 10, 11 p.m. having to wash my clothes, <laughs> prepare dinner, wash. It, it was it was the best thing to do. I, I had to 
leak, but it wouldn't because I was uh, that was voice in my head was like you're being lazy. No, but you're not lazy, right? Actually, because you're doing all of this too. It's not like you're just you're, you're just doing nothing on the couch, being a couch potato or something, you know. Uh, and I think it's good. Do you have anyone to usually bounce your thoughts to when you're feeling this way? Because like, uh, I have I have I have a really good friend of mine. When I feel like crap. I feel like doing this, right? Oh, I feel like I've been too lazy because I haven't been doing this. And then he'll remind me back, you're actually not lazy. You have a lot of other things in life and you just prioritize those first. So you have to sacrifice some things and that's okay. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's actually good to hear someone saying that to you because sometimes when you keep telling yourself that and it's, it's, just, it's just, again, it's getting too busy in your head and it's so easy to think that you're a lazy person and it makes yourself feel worse, right? So I think it's healthy to have someone just to to keep reminding you. I don't know. At least I don't have the mental capacity yeah, exactly. to yeah. yeah. I don't have the mental capacity to keep uh to keep the healthy thoughts sometimes. So it's nice to have someone to bounce it with. Yeah, exactly. And and hear me out. Like sometimes after like I explain to you the some of my average days look like. Sometimes I used to record podcasts after gyms in that situations. Because of the time zone differences, like, <sighs> like I'm sh- yeah. just so happy I left that life behind, <laughs> and um, yeah, and I'm pursuing other stuff, and I'm happy, and I'm happier as ever, as before. Like I'm learning Blender, I I I, I found my passion for 3D art, and I'm trying to specialize in that, and finally set my foot in the industry in that terms, not to waste my time just running around in the gym without getting anywhere, you know. And, How's your um, schedule like these days? Mm, it's actually pretty much. It's honestly, it's pretty much better. Like um, today, I woke up. I like in the morning. I woke up. I started editing the po- a podcast. Like actually, like I mentioned it. I have like a always list of stuff I have to do. And, ah. Yeah, that page is over now. It's edit 161, record 160, and oh 162, which is your episode. And yeah. And for tomorrow, I have to start the course I actually bought two days ago because it's, I haven't done it because I've been busy with podcasts and everything right now. And yeah, it's kind of pretty straightforward and chill. I like it. And from time to time, I play Phasma with my friends on server. Yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't do that. I sometimes lose track of time, you know? Guilty pleasure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's better than doing drugs. I mean, uh, like my parents should be happy that, I, that they have such a healthy kid, honestly. You know, they, they should see the things that some people from my, ge- my generation do. The video, the video games are your drugs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And all right. Now, actually, speaking of like showing notebooks, it's your turn to show your sketchbook. Because oh, yeah. now we've reached the sketchbook tour section of the podcast. What some interesting stuff I've got. I like to sketch. Um, I don't know if I have it on this sketchbook now, but sometimes I like to sketch people on the train. Like just public spaces, or mm-hmm. if I go to cafes alone and stuff. I don't know if I have it here, but let me let me find things. I have like a lot of sketchbook stuff. This sketchbook is like very old, and I put a bunch of stickers from my friend um, and stuff. I know it's it, it looks messy now and probably ugly already. <laughs> let me see some interesting ones. Um, these are some quick sketches and doodles I have sometimes when I'm out with my friends. They're not. Mm. I don't know if you can see this. Yeah, like, can yeah. See, we can see them. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I would put, um, I would put the the receipt here just to remind me. If, I I just want to like capture things, but I don't know if I have it in the sketchbook. 
and sometimes I would like write things. I have doodles like this um, when I want to wind down and sometimes like warm up or like after after because like after work it's just a lot of like digital stuff so I just want to do something with um, pen and paper and some ink um, what about like I don't know inktobers right whatever happened to that I tried to do that but never sticks <laughs> never really sticks uh, stuff like I went like vacation I would have oh that's actually kind of nice yeah, I, I would I would like sit on a balcony or something, and then I would like write things. Um, I don't know the dates, the it's, weather. They're kind of so expressive as well. Nice, good Thank job. Thank you. Yeah, I like I like capturing this stuff. Like what we discussed before, like life stuff, right? And some 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 of the sketches sometimes they're not too nice, but it's just there. So I went to this workshop, and I don't know. Um, I got their name cards, their stems. So just recording things in my life, you know. So it's a like mini diary at the same time like studies super cool yeah yeah thank you bunch of things yeah like sometimes i don't know random anatomy studies Mm -hmm. (laughs) mixed bags of things you know uh what other interesting stuff i've got here let me see like some ah like like this stuff i remember sketching this in the office i was like i think during a party night and everyone was like drinking and i was just sitting there having a sip or two and just like sketching things quietly on my own. Uh, so that's why sketchbook comes in handy. This was when I went picnic with my friends and just like sketching them. <laughs> Sit there, sketch things. Um, By the way, for audio listeners, go to the mar- in the video version of the YouTube, go to March 1 hour and 30 minutes. You can, that's the start of the sketchbook sketchbook tour section of the podcast so you can start from there and yeah you should definitely check it out as well because you don't see it in the post you just see it in the video version on youtube so don't miss it up and um some interesting stuff oh yeah more of my last time this is one of my colleagues i just sketch her from behind and the rest is just like some random things random thoughts random sparks of ideas during meetings and like random time say oh i need to sketch something but of course i have a lot of uh random pages not all like pretty these are i think i think some of these are the faces of my colleagues but i just i just gave it a twist like it's not completely dumb anymore because it's really hard to capture people (laughs) with pen right away without pencil but it's nice to observe and yeah things like this i would if i have a highlighter i would just do something fun with it i'll color it a little bit here and there um, yeah, pretty much it. I have more interesting stuff. Yeah, there's like a lot of a lot of faces, surprisingly. I have some environment stuff, but not here. Oh wait, I think I have it here. I I went out a few days ago and went to went to a park, and I have stuff like uh, where is it? Stuff like this. Yeah, I just I just like stood there and sketched and people pass by and sometimes I would get looks or uh, they would strike conversations with me um, which is like interesting and, are you an introvert uh, or an extrovert by the way uh, introvert oh yeah that I, must be hell for you I'm, I'm trying to be an extroverted introvert if, if that makes sense yeah, yeah. I, know, I, know, I know I know yeah so so sometimes I would also sketch oops in public spaces or like in airplanes and when I was sketching 
they saw me sketching and they wanted to see my sketchbooks. I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. The I don't think there's any pet peeves of most artists, like their sketchbooks. <laughs> It's 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 fine. I'm flattered, but it's, it's the same thing. I just want to sketch, you know, like, oh, can I have my book back? Because I just want to do my thing. <laughs> Which is it's, it's totally fine if they want to do that. But it's just, yeah. And I would have some random composition stuff like this. Um, then before I did one project, I think before I digitalized something, I would just explore silhouettes like this on my sketchbooks. Then I would scan it or take picture with my phone and just refine it in Photoshop. Yeah, random sketchbook, random random things that I see outside. <laughs> like your illustration is actually really good, honestly. Thank you. I I but I don't know why I don't feel confident posting them online, you know, because I figure people people are probably not gonna be interested seeing this mundane stuff, and they want to see more. Digital fantasy stuff, maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, here's the thing. There's this guy that um, I recently found. He's an Indian hard surface modeler or something, and he may he has, and I love his works by the way. I recently found him, and he also has a second channel which he just posts his doodles. And his doodle pages is now has more followers and just more popular than his wow. main channel. Actually, you might be surprised that people like doodles and sketches like are so popular right now. You know that meme in art world where someone just spends like weeks on a piece and it may get like 100 likes on Twitter, but he just makes a silly sketch in like 30 minutes. Oh, 80,000 likes or something, you know? Like, it, it's true. Yeah, like, you know, true. there's some sort that's of lawless in them. And I th- yeah. I mean, it's not going to hurt anyone. Just, I think, make a page and put your doodles on the sketches on there. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I know, I mean, like, I adore the sketches, but for some reason, I just think that people, it's just, it's just my thing, you know? I just feel like, oh, these are not good enough to be put up there. It's just my own thing. Oh, Again, right, yeah. Yeah, my own, my own that, demon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I would put it, but it's just like Insta story things that will disappear <laughs> quickly. Not so I'll post. And I have this little moleskin that my friend gave me. Mm. It's like really small, only like a palm sized. So I can bring this if I don't have enough space in my bag and just get, sketch things, like random things like this. Um, like people on a train and I'll just sketch them and well this is not really them anymore but <laughs> they look pretty elvish yeah yeah I don't know why I like to put twigs like put put sorry put twist when I just like see oh like this guy has an interesting feature and I'll just like quietly sketch people on the train like, add little things like different different things if they pay attention enough I'll probably look like the creepy person who's like keep looking at them all the time and just like you know keep like sketching <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and hmm. yeah this, these are my colleagues again like I have their names mm. like their dates and I like see them quietly oh they have interesting posts and like, they have interesting shape today <laughs> let me sketch them <laughs> or yeah little like ideas that or sometimes they're very random as well just like notes some concept ideas that I have in my brain yeah little sketchbook things Hmm. Yeah. yeah, but this is really small. This is like pocket sized. I know that some people prefer their sketchbook um, really big, like A4 or something. Uh, but I honestly think uh, smaller ones are nice. <laughs> it makes you think quickly <laughs> how to effectively sketch things. Yeah. 
yeah i was I, I, didn't, i don't remember what i was i was looking at some shapes the other day and i was just sketching this face mm. uh, random weird faces stuff uh, i think i was looking at some shadows or something i was like ah oh, i can quickly do something with those weird shapes yeah random oh i quite like this page very small oh yeah it's nice yeah i was yeah thinking of something yeah yeah a lot of random stuff <laughs> do you keep do you keep a sketchbook by the way I'm um, yes, but I don't like my sketchbooks are wait, let me actually yeah, I have one here, but I don't do like detailed cool sketches like yours. Um it's mostly just base concepts and sketches for just a composition of my pieces. Well, let me see if I have any like like here. They're not that super detailed or good, but for this stuff like you know, oh, it gets the have... it gets the job done, right? Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes like when I want to like get a little bit more detail like sometimes like it gets like this like it's just ah. base thing you know gets the job done yeah yeah um yeah that's useful because it. actually uh, the thing is when you start a project sometimes it's difficult because it's a blank canvas but if yeah. you already do the like work like that it's actually easier yeah. to move to digital stuff because you already figured out the difficult stuff the designing stage like what you did with your sketchbook yeah and here's the thing um not just with the sketchbook i think having a journal is also super important like just to write your ideas it's not about visual like uh putting up ideas it's also like like mental as well i think in some senses you know because you're not going to have your sketchbook all the time with you you know yeah yeah and that's super important and well let's go to an interesting question which is which is actually kind of polarizing question which is kind of hard for some artists And don't worry, it's nothing personal. I know you're already <laughs> nervous. I can sense it from miles away. And all right. Smile the fear. <laughs> of course. I mean, this is actually, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it's kind of mean of you to ask this question to artists. Who are your favorite artists and designers that have inspired you the most? Oh, damn. Yeah, this is a difficult question. Uh, hmm, interesting. I've, it's really weird because like when you want to when you're on a project or something there are always names that come up when you when you are when you're putting in a gunpoint like who is your favorite artist right now oh shit i can't think of anything um let's see a lot of aspects right is it like painting wise concept wise in general yeah. in general it's really hard hmm. let me think now that uh, I, i can't answer the question right now oh good luck I Too good. I don't have to answer it. It's you. Oh wait, wait. Okay. I always like Craig Mullins. Oh yeah, the Godfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Craig Mullins. Uh, I like Craig Mullins. Jamie Jones. Um. Um. And the old masters. I like um, Pasini. Alberto Pasini. If you've if you've heard of him, he does a lot of Oriental pieces. It's mm-hmm. like it's really beautiful. Michael Dudash. Classical, classic illustrator. Um, what else? For concept stuff, I like Thomas Coles, Kekai Kotaki, a lot of people, right? Ronja. Uh, it's too many, but Craig Mullins, I guess. I'll just get, go back to Craig Mullins. <laughs> Who is your favorite artist? Oh, um, oh shit. Uh, it's hard, right? <laughs> <laughs> wait, all right, all right, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Take that, Raptin. <laughs> 
Like in general, we can categorize right? it. We can categorize it. Oh, right. actually, I have a favorite 3D artist as well, uh, Rafael cool. Grassetti. Oh yeah, I know the guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it's so good. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, in terms of like you know, hmm, you know, fuck, I can't ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult. There are too Wait, many because there's so out. many. Yeah. Yeah. All right, wait, I, I'm, I'm actually going to try hard and try to answer it. <clears throat> well, you see, in the dawn of human, like I'm just trying to say random flavor words. To, like, you know, in the schools when the teacher asks you something and you try to say anything. We're but, just trying to drag the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to look for it. All right. Um, all right. In terms of like, you know, actually hard surface stuff, I really like uh, Muhammad Atarun's works. He's actually one of my friends. He was on the podcast as well. Um, also, the... New Indian guy, I found his art surface stuff is good. I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. And, um, well, oh, Mariana Salimena's illustrations are really good as well. Like, here's the thing if you want to know my, oh, that's such a really smart answer for anyone who wants to later come on the podcast if I ask them, they would just could refer to the Pinterest mood board. Easy. Ah, uh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, you could say. But- no, no, as answer, you can see, you can go check my, like, Pinterest mood board and you can just write the answers for viewers and you would just put the work on me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. of this homework. Uh, yeah, that's true. But, yeah. I, I guess because of those Pinterest, there, there's another, there's another thing. It's so easy to keep scrolling for references. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I have to limit my time there. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like Pinterest is my mood board, is my happy place. Honestly, sometimes I would just put music and just scroll down, look all the stash. I I actually made a play, uh, like a thing called, make a collection called Ramtin's stash, and every day I get a lot of notifications saying someone saved something from your stash, someone saved something from because it's actually the niche that I collected. I think is kind of popular now. Like in terms of like, there's solar punk, there's post apocalypse, there's also greenery, there's architecture. And uh, there's hard stuff, basically the stuff I like. And yeah, it's kind of like a nice mix. That Have didn't answer your of... question, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me you escaped it. Let's go back to it. Who's your favorite artist? <laughs> yeah. well, oh, Jesus, why can't I? Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, you, you gave two names just now. Yeah. You forgot one guy's name. Hmm? <laughs> oh wait, um, Yoshi Wait, actually, Yoshi Shinkawa. I really like Yoshi Shinkawa's work. The concept okay. artist in yeah. Metal Gear Solid series. Um, yeah, I, lo- okay. I love his illustrations. I would love to like have one of his original works in my home someday. I'm not in my home right now. I'm, I rent a place. Uh, but you get the point. Um, um, I wanted to say something. I forgot. Oh, uh, because you're talking about your Pinterest stuff. Have you ever heard of this website called Same Energy? I save something, right? Same energy. So if you I don't know if it's energy, but yeah, go on. Yeah. So if you just if you if you like something, if you like an image, you can just drag it there, and it'll just collect the same similar stuff for you. Yeah, it's it's quite cool actually. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. A lot uh, of wait. Uh, someone's referred to me to a website called Save Me or something like that, and he told me that he uses in like you know in play in basically replace it with Pinterest. Oh, I I've never heard of that, but I use same energy sometimes when I want to oh. look for certain things. Yeah, isn't an AI um, based thing? I think so. Yeah. Oh my same god! About, listen about AI art. You also mentioned, you know, there's this trend of meme that there's this app that turns any picture into like a landscape painting or something. You know, 
like there's a meme there are a it. lot of, there are a lot of that yeah, no? i know but there's this meme where they take silly little pictures of for example two like really muscular man kissing or just a cat that's heads <laughs> dipped in milk and they turn it into a canvas and they make like a really classical music on it and say oh my god you love this picture and they, they show that reference picture that's actually based off it's so funny actually that's one of my favorite things from ai art ai art ai, AI is gonna be interesting i wish yeah. i love i live long enough to see it develops further no we will yeah. we will we will fortunately yeah, all the time interesting and... times ahead yeah and what are you working on right now that you can tell us about i mean of course there's always an nda involved but yeah yeah if that's not the case or even if there's an nda involved could you disclose with us like what type of project is it i mean just the bare minimum i guess i can tell the projects that my studio has announced uh we work on um street fighter um yeah yeah Um, nice and then Torchlight, we did work on Lot of Rings Golem. Um, Little Nightmares 2, that studio work stuff. Yeah. And for freelance stuff, I can talk more about that because it's an indie studio and they've been very open about the development. So freelance stuff, I've been doing a lot of... So work stuff, sometimes doing AAA stuff. And freelance stuff, a lot of stylized Metroidvania side-scroller games which I enjoy a lot as well. Um, the game is going to be called Cookie Cutter. Um, they're a bunch of awesome people. Uh, so I was actually just in a meeting with them. And the meeting with them has always been at these like, weird hours because, again, all of the people are all over the world, right? One guy is in Canada, some guy is in the UK, some guy is in Italy. So, oh, well, <laughs> cannot make everyone happy. You know, the time is going to be always weird for someone. Um, so this game is, is really fun. It's Metroidvania, um, uh, gory, but at the same time, cute-ish. It's like pop-punk, cute-punk-ish as well. They're on Twitter. A uh, bunch of wholesome people. Um, I think cool, cool people as well. So co- concepts. Most of the times I'm doing concepts. I used to do a lot of illustrations as well. Um, but I realized... I love illustrations for the challenges. Sometimes I'll take that, those gigs because I feel like I need to challenge myself. I haven't been doing illustration for a while. Because doing concepts, sometimes you don't necessarily have to do pretty images. You don't have to do pretty like things, right? Because it's just concept, depending on the purpose. Sometimes you just need to uh, do some rough sketches and it's okay. But for illustration, a lot of aspects have to come to it. So I take those gigs before I do stuff for a flesh and blood. That's the only thing I can mention right now. The rest is still under NDA. But uh, card games, usually. Or uh, book covers, as mm. per usual. Um, but the games, yeah, yeah. Those are the stuff that I've been working on. So juggling a lot of different things. And I, I enjoy them a lot. Concepting, mm. especially. All Solving right, things, awesome. different things, yeah. And here's the interesting thing. Because uh, the Street Fighters roster apparently got leaked yesterday or today. I don't know if you fear the news. Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, uh, with, yeah, I think I did. I don't know if it's mentioned in my office. If you're actually on yeah. you can, don't talk about this, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not. If you're worried about, yeah, sure, sure, sure. No, yeah, 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 that's not. <laughs> I, I, can, I can mention all of the names because they've been announced in my studio, like, you know, pages before. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm a bit worried mentioning more things. No worries, no worries, no worries. Yeah, you I, know how it works. Yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. Yeah. yeah. And well, 
what area beside the area you're working on right now, which is of course art and design and everything like that, would you be interested to explore and learn in the future? Like, I mean, basically what other hobbies or interests you have or goals you have in your ambitions you have in your life that you want to accomplish aside from art and stuff like mm. that? I feel like I'm a bit greedy in terms of this because there are so many things that I want to do. Mm. And yeah, uh, I enjoy, like, no, I was actually talking to my sister the other day and I had this crazy thought, hey, you want to book a trip to Thailand for like two months or something and we train white there. <laughs> so it's something that I would really like to do. Maybe not this year. We'll see sometime in the future. So it's something that I, I want to try to be more serious on. Because this whole time is just a hobby, my escapism, I guess, or something that's just to keep, just to keep me fit. But it will be cool to push myself more and see where I can go with it. Not professionally. I, I still need my limbs and hands to draw, right? So I can't be risking all of this. I'm probably surfing. <laughs> so random. <laughs> I, I tried surfing a few months ago, and I really loved it. I took a few lessons. Um, so if I have a chance, I would love to try more, I would say. But I, I don't I don't live near the beach. I didn't grow up near one as well. So yeah, no, never really got a chance. Was never exposed to it. When I was exposed to it a few months, weeks ago, ah, this is, this is fun. I could see myself liking this more and more. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I yeah. love board sports, basically, like surfboarding, snowboarding, sandboarding, like anything mm. skateboarding i love basically is even one of my favorite games of all time is sonic riders which basically revolves around hoverboard i mean that actually could explain my love for hoverboards as well in media and i try to design them um but yeah it's Ooh, do you skate then? what you skateboard you skateboard you skateboard yeah but there's not much skateboard parks near me and yeah well listen when you're living alone and you're trying to like make it you know as they would say you don't really if you want some sort of experiment, you would just do it quickly. I just play with you, you know. And that's actually unhealthy. What I'm saying, you know. Of course, I know it's, it's kind of sounds fucking depressing. I know, but you, <laughs> when when you're here's when you're a little bit alone, when there's no one around you to motivate you and stuff like that, you're like, eh, eh who gives a shit? I'm just gonna play Valheim, you know. And but for example, <laughs> if there's other people or a friend nearby, you know, that you could go. But yeah, I mean, that kind of make it. Uh, but yeah. So well, what about communities? Probably you can find some communities around you that'll be. Mm. Interested to do all of this? If you were in my place, would you do that? I honestly would, or I I'm the kind of person that like to explore alone, so I would do yeah, it. Probably myself. do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would really seriously like like those surfing classes I sign up. I went alone. No Muay Thai classes. I I just go alone because sometimes I ask my friends they don't want to go. They're not a fan. So ah, I'm not I'm not gonna wait for someone else. I'll just go. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But but yeah, different people. Maybe you you need some external motivation, right? Which is okay too. We just need to find that external yeah, motivation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, we've reached the final section of the podcast and final question, which is called final words. And all right, I'm just gonna cut to the point and explain in a scenario what it means because whenever I try to explain it to someone, they get confused. So I'm gonna ask you like this. Imagine you're in a spaceship, very in a spaceship, right? And you're locked in a pod and you're about to get ejected into the space. Okay. All right. Oh. And we can see you from the glass that you're that you're trapped and you're going to be sent and 
you have like two, three minutes or something, you know, or four or five minutes, just a limited amount of time. Yeah. And you realize that, hmm, resistance is futile. So you calm down and realize this is the last opportunity I get to express myself. I could say anything right now. What would that be? Uh, uh, mm. Take your time. Sorry. Pineapples are not meant to be on pizza. Okay, no, <laughs> no, no, no. This is gonna start a whole new debate. Uh, I guess just a simple one. Work hard, be kind, be humble. That's it. <laughs> Clean, short. If I, yeah. If someone asks me something, just 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 that I think. Work hard, be kind, be humble. <laughs> so you might be wondering what why there was a sudden cut during the episode. Well, if you're on YouTube and watching you, you you clearly see that I've improved my looks. I shaved my beard. Yes, this is still part of the same episode, but the thing is, um there was an issue with the Wi-Fi connection so yeah it cut out and we couldn't do the outro and we had to reschedule for just this part for you guys so I hope you guys are enjoying it and by the way where can people contact you if they had any questions um, I'm quite active on Twitter on Instagram so feel free to reach me out and ask me stuff alright I don't bite so approach me <laughs> <laughs> alright awesome <laughs> And, and I'm sorry about the internet connection once again. Oh, no, it was result, not no, Ramtin's fault. Definitely yes. from my end. Yes, 100%. All right. <laughs> and, all right, then. Thank you so much for coming by. And thank you to anyone who tuned in and listened to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, by the way, if you like this episode, I, it's been like maybe this is maybe the second or third time I see this during these two years. Share the episode around if you like it. Because I, I like to grow. I need the podcast to grow. You know, and the more eyes we got on the podcast, the more people who's going to enjoy it. Like basic maths, you know. And yeah, with that being said, uh, take care, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If there's any suggestions or critiques, let me know down in the comments below or just send me a private message. It's fine. 